And we're back, folks. This is uh, the podcast that's starting. We're actually starting the podcast now. This is the Trailer Blazers. And we are two guys who we talk into microphones to make sound. And we're doing this live with each other, at least. That's true, Ben. Uh, And both teams are very excited to be here. And both teams are trying to win the podcast today. Yes, indeed. This uh, this podcast is, um, you know, it's listened to by people. And uh, if we're, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say that this podcast was being recorded. Hmm, that seems like a good idea, Tony Romo. <laughs> Got him. Uh, if, Folks, if, if you didn't realize, Tony Romo was saying the dumbest, most obvious things at the <laughs> Super Bowl as commentator, and it was very funny. Like, Mans literally was like, this is the Super Bowl. One time randomly with no prodding, no point. He just said that. I I, I needed to be reminded what we were watching, Mr. Romo. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thanks, bud. So we are recording this the weekend after the Super Bowl. We've been off for two weeks because it's been Dreg's lands, but let me tell you, that Super Bowl is is a giving. It was worth it was worth the wait because now we actually have content to talk about. It's giving trailers, Nick. Yeah, it's giving trailers. It's giving trailers. So uh, before we actually jump into these, uh, we'll tell you how many we have in a minute. But before we jump into this, let's do a couple of things. One of which being uh, us talking about what we done had watched the past two weeks. What we done watched. I watched a few things. Uh, since we had a couple weeks between, I actually finished some series. Oh. So I watched all of season one of Silo on Apple mm. TV. I'm, I canceled Apple, so I have to finish everything I wanted to see. Right. So I watched all of Silo season one. Excellent. Uh, the the vibe that Lost had in like season one and two of Lost, uh, the mystery box vibe that people have been trying to replicate unsuccessfully since those first couple seasons of Lost this is it. This is the replication. This is the first thing since then that had a mystery box that I felt super invested in. And like to the point where like I was talking to the TV a lot and like getting worked up about stuff because it's a really, really good uh, show. And of course, Rebecca Ferguson is the best. Oh yeah. And just, she's not difficult to look at. Yeah. Excellent show. Uh, So if you have Apple watch silo, uh, I watched Snake <laughs> Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Did you finish it? I never finished it. I finished it. it because I was watching it. I have an ultra-wide monitor, and so I watch stuff while I work because otherwise I get up and I leave the room 20 times, and it's the best way to keep me at my desk is to have something on. <laughs> so I did watch all of Snake Eyes. Uh, they can't find the tone for G.I. Joe movies. They just can't. There's got to be one, and I think there is, but I think it's an animated format. I think you could do a good animated G.I. Joe because you could take it a little less seriously. Uh, But I don't think the live action's working. Like even I don't think it's ever worked. uh, Samara Weaving in it, and like even she was not compelling. So it was it was not good. It was cheesy and bad. Yeah, I hate that. Because it has potential, right? It yes. has potential. Yes. 
uh, there's a lot of fun weirdness to G.I. Joe. Um, I really think, like, animated is the way to go. Uh, like, a like, a you gotta come up with some cool animation style and then just make it, like, really buck wild. Yeah, make it buck wild. Let, let, let me tell you the missed opportunity here. They missed the opportunity to make good Transformers movies good G.I. Joe movies and then have the crossover movie. Right, exactly. You're you're talking about a huge blockbuster. Transformers versus G.I. Joe or with G.I. Joe. I mean, like, that's insane. Yeah, and Mask also could have been working into this world. Yeah. You know, get Matt Tracker in there. Uh yeah. Inhumanoids too. Yeah. Uh, these are the all, Centurions. Yeah. These all exist in that same sort of Hasbro y kind of world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It just, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. It, w- it wasn't good. Um, I, wa- I, I watched uh, all of Lessons in Chemistry on Apple with Brie Larson. Ah, uh, yes, yes. 10 yes. out of 10. Absolutely <gasps> excellent. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, it was so good that I kind of want to read the book. And I saw the book at Costco the other day and I was like, hmm, I don't think this pick this book up but yeah excellent 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 uh lewis pullman is in it absolute clone of his father um brie larson's great uh it was just it was good it was really good so that was like everything is on on apple is good the only thing that we stopped watching was that retro futurism show that had billy crudup and like hank azaria oh yeah yeah, and it's everything looked cool, but we just we didn't care about the story. So that's the only thing on Apple mm. that I have not really enjoyed. Okay, and then uh, we we started season two of Halo. So for season one of Halo, I I was I feel that I was pretty fair about it. Like I don't care about the games, so I was like, you know, there's obviously half of the story is bad. Uh, season two. I'm having a hard time paying attention to it. Uh, Jess assures me that something interesting from the lore is about to happen. <laughs> uh, Fall of Reach or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fall of uh, Reach. So yeah, big one. When I watch Halo, when the aliens are on the screen, the show is good. Mm. When the aliens are not, but the Spartans are on the screen, the show is all right, all right. When neither <laughs> one of those two things are on the screen... It is absolutely boring. Yeah, I, I hate that. I thought they were gonna like really find their stride in season two, but it sounds like maybe not. I mean, I've only watched the first three, so it's possible, but it's not. It's just I don't. Maybe I don't like Halo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This show is just not good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. So it may just be that. You know. I mean, I, I, I feel like. I, I don't like when something comes out and people immediately are against it. I feel like you have to let things sit. So hmm. like I will I will often defend things out the gate that everyone are coming out against strong mm-hmm. even if if I think like it's probably not going to be great because I think people just need to calm down and let things sit a while. So having watched that a year ago and watching this it's just I don't think it's any good. <laughs> uh, except for when the aliens are on, when the a- aliens are on the screen it's good it's legitimately yeah. good when the covenant are there yeah uh, yeah although the problem is is that the, i don't 
like any of the humans and so i root for the covenant <laughs> uh, but yeah um yeah i watched the super bowl uh i don't care about football or sports but i wanted to watch it. there were some funny commercials uh there were some good trailers yeah um the uh speaking of that um the dunkings uh sh- jacket and shirt Sold out in 19 minutes on shopduncan.com. I did not get one. I want to wear that with a group of people at DragonCon. Cultural appropriation. You're not from Boston. It doesn't. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Boston can sue me. Um, I want to wear that. In, at Boston Harbor, they're going to throw me into the harbor. So <laughs> I I really want that. And so they. I did read a news article that they are going to restock here pretty soon. So I will have my Dunkings ready to go. It's funny that that resonated so much with you. I loved it. Uh, immediately, uh, Alex Cotley uh, texted me. He goes, uh, you thinking about this? I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was one of the good ones. Uh, the one where the, like, Football players were flying around like the different birds that they are. That got yeah. me real good. That was a good one, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, trailers were the the best part. And then Paul Rudd likes the Chiefs, so I wanted them to win so that Paul Rudd was happy. So that worked. <laughs> that was good. And I, and I did like the halftime show with Usher. It was a throwback. Yeah, I, I've never listened to that kind of like R&B type music. So I was just pretty bored during the halftime show until uh, they started skating around. And then I was like, oh, yeah, here we are. It was good. He can dance and he can skate. And I just thought that was fun. I'm not like a big Alicia Keys fan. Though, so like that was kind of lost on me. But the dancing and the he was actually singing. You know, people were like, oh, who's, you know, the singing one gray was off key. The sounds messed up. It's like. Bro, he's actually singing. He's dancing and singing. Like, yeah. Take it, take it, like, enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't lip syncing. Right. Um, okay, so I watched, I've uh, been watching What We Do in the Shadows with Aaron, making our way through. Um, you know, it gets weaker in these later seasons. Yeah. It's not as funny. That's why I said uh, it's like the amount of seasons that they're ending at is fine. Like, I'm not yeah. upset that it's ending. No, it. It probably could have ended after, like, season three, I think. Yeah. I think season three probably could have been the last one. But, you know, we're going to go through it. Um, I finished What If. Yeah. Really dug it. It was a lot of fun. A lot better than season one. And, you know, I'm... you can give um, Captain Carter her own show. She is the best part of of both seasons. I love Captain Carter. I like Captain Carter as much as I like Captain America. I'll say it. I think they screwed up pretty bad uh, with... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness putting her in it. Uh, because now if they tried to bring the What If character into live action, it, people would be confused by it. Yeah, and they made Haley Atwell mad uh, doing that. And most importantly, never across any universe in the history of Marvel would there be a Captain America variant on the Illuminati, you fools. Insane. Wait, he was, he was a captain. There was a Captain America variant. Well, Captain Carter is a Captain America variant. Oh, I see. Just I not, see, not see. on the Illuminati. Never would happen. Never in a million years mm. to have the, uh. like, not to just talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, an old movie at this point, but <laughs> the Illuminati without Tony, Namor, and T'Challa is stupid. That's the they're the three main ones. It's the three main guys. 
Then the ancillary ones are Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, and uh, either Charles or Beast. Hmm. That's the Illuminati. Okay. But yeah, they. I think they they screwed up the Captain Carter image a little with that movie. Maybe so. Maybe so. And then Cahorti is she? She's not a. Is she a made up character for the show? Yeah, she's original for What If. Okay. Okay. She was really cool. I kind of. I kind of dug her. Yeah, that was. I think my favorite episode probably. Yeah, that was really cool. I've been watching DBZ, of course. Uh, my, I've been going. I've been kind of. I, I haven't watched Miami Vice since I was sick. I've been sick this past week, but um, I'm gonna keep going through Miami Vice. I, I love Miami Vice. Yeah, dude. it's good. I. This is the. I love old shows like that. Like this, Miami Vice and Magnum PI are, are some of the best old cop shows. <laughs> they it holds up, dude. It's so fun, and I, I want to time travel so bad. I just I, every time I turn on an episode, I'm like. God, I wish I was in I was in Miami in the eighties. Golly, I just wish I was in Miami. Yeah, no, I love I love Miami Vice. It was very uh, fun. Yeah, uh, I watched the Academy Awards and the Grammys. The Academy Awards. Did I? Is that the right or is it the the other one? The Emmys. The go- The Emmys. That's what I watched. Yeah, the Academy Awards didn't happen yet. Yeah, the I watched the Emmys. Uh, and the Grammys, and I don't know if I could tell you anything from those. They're just award shows. No, I, I never watch award shows. Well, we we had people over, and oh, Tracy Chapman performed. She's great. Yeah, that was funny because I was making Tracy Chapman references in the morning while I was uh, making bagel sandwiches, and I don't remember why, but I was like singing Fast Car, but I was changing the words so they were about Chili the dog. Uh, I don't know why, but then all of a sudden I started seeing her everywhere, and I was like, "What happened? What did I do?" You know, it's weird. Is that fast car song? That's the one that she played, um, and I'd never heard it until the other night. That's insane. How did you live that long without hearing it? No, it's just not music that I listen to. Anyway, it's a good song. You know. Um, I started Scavengers Rain on Max. That animated alien shower, stranded people stranded on an alien planet. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this is what I'm told by many people. It is, yeah. I so I heard about it on another podcast, um, and they were like, "You need to watch it." So I started watching it, and man, like they really thought through making a place feel really alien and weird. Yeah, and um, and it's like disturbing because there's like mind control aliens. Yeah. It's so weird, dude, but I can't, like, I like it a lot. And the animation, the animation's good. The voice acting in it is is superb. Like, the voice acting in it makes you look at anime. Because, you know, they hire a lot of the same people to do all these animes, like, especially on the Netflix ones, you know? Uh-huh. And they're just, they're not very good. I'm I'm sorry. And I know there are some good people, um, like Yuri, that does, that, that, you know, he does Spider-Man, he does anime and stuff like that. He's really good. But a lot of them are just, they're not great, okay? But this, the voice acting in this, oh, man, so good. I think it's because Netflix underpays people, so they just get, like, cheaper voice actors. Whereas hmm. this is not Netflix. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I I do recommend this. I'm on, I'm on, like, episode two or three now. My friend Scott recommended it, and his taste mm-hmm. is usually good. So mm. I have no okay. no qualms with watching this. Yeah, you, it's and it's animated. Yeah. You know. All right, well, that's all we done had watched. Um, and that brings us to the new news. Uh, 
This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. We actually have stuff to talk about, and one of them is the most important thing of the year. It really is. Um, So early on, this is maybe like, what, two weeks ago, we had uh, SAG-AFTRA confirming that Pedro Pascal was going to be Mr. Fantastic, or like he was in Fantastic Four, and then I was like, oh, it's going to be Reed Richards, right? Yep. And then what happened, Nick? So I think because of that, uh, they were like, okay, well, we'll announce the whole cast. So on Valentine's Day, uh, they posted a picture on Instagram that was a drawing, like a Valentine's Day card from the Fantastic Four, where they announced that uh, Pedro Pascal is Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby is Sue Storm, Evan Moss Backrick is Ben Grimm or The Thing, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Quinn is Johnny Storm. So, uh, I was Fantastic Four is my favorite comic. It's my favorite Marvel property. My favorite character is Black Cat, but my favorite comic is Fantastic Four. And so this is obviously a very big deal for us uh, here on this podcast. Um, Vanessa Kirby was my fan cast for Sue Storm since like 2015. So that one I got, and I'm calling it, this is the second one that I I called way ahead of time. Like Paul Rudd is Ant-Man I got, and then Ah. uh, Vanessa Kirby is Sue Storm. So Mm. I think that's absolutely perfect. I think she looks like how they draw Sue. Yeah. She's definitely one of those Wizard Magazine castings. Yes. Like they would have, if Wizard Magazine was still around, they probably would have cast her as Sue Storm. Probably. But I just think she's the correct choice. Uh, Pedro Pascal is an odd choice for Reed to me, but he's a great actor, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Mm-hmm. But like, just seems very strange. Like I would have never picked him in a million years. Is it because of his head shape? His head's not shaped like Reed Richards' head. It could be part of it. Could be part of it. But uh, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen Pedro Pascal. Uh, like he, I definitely can see him being the dad part of Reed Richards, like really well. But like, there's the switch that Reed has, where he's such a pragmatist that like, he's he's Doctor Doom with a conscience. So like, I, I want to see. I want. I wonder if he'll do the dark side of Reed, or if they'll just not address that very much. Uh, Evan Moss Backrack has been grim. That's great. Uh, so good because ben has to be ben is an inherently sad character like yeah he's goofy and he makes a lot of jokes but he's he's very sad that he has been transformed into the thing and then uh, johnny is my least favorite so i i care the least about johnny and they cast joseph quinn from stranger things which i don't like as the character eddie who i really did not like uh but that character has a lot of fans, and I need people to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I will yeah. take the L on Johnny. Yeah. I th- I think uh, we're going to talk about Deadpool later on, but I think Deadpool, the new Deadpool movie, and this movie are going to be the reawakening. I agree. Uh, you can see the shift in the – just the announcement of the cast and then mm-hmm. the Deadpool trailer. Like, the shift in the conversation has been That's no- it. notable. That's a, that's exactly right. The tone has is shifted. The the conversation has shifted, mm-hmm. um, and I think we're actually excited about this. Um, so one thing in this image that we got, the logo is 1960s font, yeah. right? 
1960s-style logo. Ben Grimm, the thing, is reading a magazine. Well, somebody did some deep sleuthing and found that it matches the cover of Life magazine from December 13th, 1963. Yep. So this is going to be a period piece for at least part of the movie. Uh, And then... I think they may go to like the negative zone or limbo or something, and then they wind up modern day. That's what I'm thinking. I agree. Sort of a la Captain America style. Um, so I want us to speculate on how how you think they're going to do this. This is what I let me tell you what I want. I want them to either go to the negative zone or limbo, and then magic gets them out. Okay. Magic would be the only way to get out of limbo, but I don't think she'd be in the negative zone. No, I. But you know how they they, they like blend things like in the in the MCU, so it's like limbo and the negative zone are the same thing. Yeah, the quantum zone. Well, the quantum realm and the negative zone. The quantum realm has been getting a lot of the negative zones. Yeah. Things in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they'll. I guess they could do that, but I don't want them to. I just want the negative zone. Yeah, if they go to the negative zone, you can show a glimpse of ni- annihilation yes. wave. Yes, that's what I want. I want I want a glimpse of annihilation. A glimpse. Yeah. What I think is going to happen is I think that the villains will be heralds of Galactus, like Terex or or Frankie Ray, and I think that there will be like Galactus is coming. He'll get to the Earth by like two thousand twenty five or two thousand thirty. And then all of a sudden they're gonna something's gonna happen and they're gonna be in the future and they're gonna be like oh crap like he's almost here we didn't have time to do anything about it something like yeah. that yeah oh yeah that makes sense um, is star are they gonna have Star Fox like from the uh, Eternals maybe I don't know I have no idea are they just like for, are they forgetting about the Eternal like are they just saying ah, well, that didn't really happen <laughs> uh, I don't think so because I think that the Celestial from Eternals is in Captain America as a plot point or the new Captain America movie. Oh, really? Okay. But I don't know. It's the most recent thing in the timeline because nothing in the timeline has been after that. So it's hard to say. People are always like, oh, they forgot about this. But they'll people say that before the next movie comes out already because people's attention spans are so short. Sure. Yeah. Now, Star Fox, I don't know much about outside of She-Hulk suing him in a comic. Uh that i have um he's a titan yeah yeah he's you know i just want i don't want an i don't want a bunch of cameos i just want them to make a good fantastic four movie since that has never been done um i want all the effort to go into that i care more about this than i do about the entire rest of all of the movies uh fantastic four are better marvel would not exist without the fantastic four because that's what saved them from bankruptcy in their early days and they need to put some respect on their name. Yeah. I mean, I, I do care about Blade. I will say I care about, I want this, but I also want Blade. Yeah. They need to, uh, it's a good thing that they're uh, retooling that too. They they took a step back to retool things like Daredevil Born Again and Blade and stuff that they weren't spending enough time on. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we're all happy for that. So very excited about Fantastic Four. And uh, our, I guess it's going to be a CGI Ben Grimm. Probably. Probably so. But uh, we but we love old uh, Eben, so. Yep. All right. So uh, Disney also announced Moana 2. Yeah. 
they did. I don't know much more beyond that, but Moana 2 is coming. Have you ever seen Moana, Moana 1? It's out in the theater. I loved it. It was very good. It's one of my favorite modern Disney movies. Yeah. I don't like I really, that they don't do 2D animation anymore, but that was right. one of the good ones. Yeah. I agree. Um, Disney shifting focus from Marvel to big heroes and sequels. This was a Forbes article that came out. It, it, several people reported it, but... Um, I guess they're going to not look at the smaller, lesser known stuff. Um, I hate that. Which is, I know. I mean, my problem is, is like, we wouldn't have guardians of the galaxy if you, if you didn't do lesser known stuff. Yes. Also the, some of the stuff like that is the stuff that they were calling the like a list or whatever was not like I, people, I saw someone refer to Iron Man as, as like a level the other day and it's like he's a level because of the mcu yeah c level in the comics like iron man wasn't even one of the more popular comics no no because pre-mcu the a team was spider-man and the x-men that was the two top selling ones and then if you go back further in time fantastic four because that was the biggest selling comic of all time for like 30 years and then uh like Avengers Avengers that was like B team like Thor and like they put them together because those weren't really popular comics yes, yeah like Iron Man Iron Man solo comics C team so they don't even know what they're talking about like I don't know and I don't I don't care about some of the main things as much like I I don't read Captain America I don't read Iron Man I don't read Hulk comics uh I do read Thor um, yeah, but we don't need any more Thor movies, I don't feel like. No, maybe one more to... We'll see. I'd rather have a Hulk movie than a Thor movie. Maybe. But I don't really... I don't. I mean, I like Hulk, but I don't... I'd rather have something new. Yeah, I don't want any of those. I want the stuff that I like, which is always the more obscure stuff, I guess. I, yeah. I tend to go no, for I've, the, the weirder stuff. No, I, I, I want Mojo World with Longshot, and I want Dazzler. Like, when are we going to get Dazzler? I love Dazzler. When we going to get? When, when we, we going to get? get? Nick, when we going to yeah, get? Yeah, so I, I read that article, and I thought it was stupid and short-sighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, not stupid, short-sighted. We're getting a new Predator. Yes, so Dan Trachtenberg, who directed Prey, is making one called The Badlands that takes place in the future. And he's also making a like a more like I think a more direct sequel to Prey. Yeah. But they basically yeah. they saw Prey and they're like, okay, Dan Practin Dan Trachtenberg, you are now in charge of Predator, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's they made the right choice there because he knows what he's doing. Yep. You know, the, a Predator movie is it seems like a tough thing to make, and um, he made it and it wasn't corny and it was like really good. Yeah, it was the best one since the first one. Yeah. So. Very good news for us. Yes. And uh, and I hope they pay him well. Agreed. Um, what is not doing so well is the reviews for Madam Web, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I saw the I saw a trailer before one of the other trailers was starting, you know, like a commercial on YouTube. Yeah. And it was like it has like, like you know, people they put quotes from reviewers or whatever the movie is. <laughs> The first quote they put was a different kind of Marvel movie because like, <laughs> they didn't have anything. Nobody has anything good to say. Um, I mean, it's just being ripped to shreds. It's the it's like the worst one since Morbius. You know, like they're liking it. They're likening likening it to Morbius. Um, I literally kind of want to watch. I can't wait to watch it. I think I'm going to go see it tomorrow. 
see, I, I want to, but I don't want to watch it by myself. I want to watch it with you and, uh, and people up there in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't want to watch it alone. I'm let's look at, so the screenplay for Madam Web was by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. Now let's look at some of their other movies. Okay. Because I have them. Okay, uh, I have I'm their, very interested. I have five of their movies here with the Rotten Tomatoes score. Now, Rotten okay. Tomatoes is not something that I put a lot of faith in, but a pattern like this does uh, warrant recognition. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wrote, <laughs> okay, Madam Web, uh, at the time of this meme, <laughs> 17% Rotten Tomatoes. Morbius, they wrote, uh, 15% Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Uh, Oof. They wrote Gods of Egypt. Uh, 14% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god! That was the one that had all the white guys as Egyptian gods. Yes! Yes! Uh, they wrote The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. 18% Rotten Tomatoes. And they wrote oh Dracula gosh. Untold with Luke Evans. Their highest rated film ever at 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. How did, how did they keep getting work? My cousin says they gotta have dirt on somebody. Uh. <laughs> That's like, that's gotta be it. They, or this is um, this might be some sort of uh, what do you call it when you wash the money? Uh, <laughs> money laundering, money laundering. Yeah, yeah. It's just I can't. I don't know. I can't wait to watch. Like, I like bad movies. So like, I like to watch bad movies. Every once in a while, you got to take in a stinker, and this is one that I'm excited to watch. Um, I do think they're poisoning the well, Sony continuously making these bad movies they are hurting the overall vibe how do you how is it possible it's this this universe that we live in how how is it possible that we can get something like spider-man into the spider-verse and then also from the same company get madam web and morbius how is it possible i I truly don't know whatever happened to make a madam web movie Uh, an ancillary spider-man character at best uh she's not even in the newer spider-verse comics but uh truly bizarre i can't wait to see it i just i really really want to very badly so i'm gonna try and see that this weekend (laughs) if i heard there's there's moments in the in the movie where there's lines that are said and the whole audience laughs but not with the movie yeah i'm i'm really excited uh i will say that to get Sydney Sweeney to cosplay Julia Carpenter in such an effective way was maybe worth some of it. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be, I can't, I don't know. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Uh, I hear that those girls in the, in the Spider-Man or spider costumes are only in the movie for like 40 seconds. It's like not even a minute. That's what I assumed at the beginning. Sony doesn't know what they're doing. They're poisoning the well. They're poisoning. They're the poisoning well. the well. Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. And they also made the Spider-Man game, one of the most polished video games I've ever played. They made that. Yeah. I haven't even played Spider-Man 2. Did Spider-Man 2 out? Yeah, I beat it. Yeah. Yeah, so like I don't I just I don't understand Sony at all. No one Sorry. does. No, no no one does. Uh all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Let's get right to it. To the new new. New new. New new. New 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 new. Trailers, we have an Adele 17. A lot happened wickedly talented adele 17 we we're not gonna have a video one games. of them is literally wicked yeah one of them literally is the wickedly talented wicked yeah. um we're not gonna do video game portion uh, although i have been playing marvel midnight suns and nick was right 
It is excellent. I love it. I knew it. you'd like it. It's so good. It is so it's good. So good. It's so fun. Um, Magic is like my crush. Yep. You know, even though personality-wise, I don't really like her. Um, she looks so cool in her like main costume with the ponytail coming out of the helmet. Oh God, it's so cool. Yep. I like her personality. I like uh, kind of gothy, dark girls. Oh, you do. You? That's okay. sort of my yeah. whole thing usually. Oh, well, and she's blonde, too. Yeah, blonde, yeah, not, tall, not... blonde tall, and kind of gothy. I, that's my whole vibe. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I also like Nico. Uh, she was the best uh, part of the show, Runaways, was the perfect, perfect casting of Nico Minaru. And then oh, really? she's doing her voice in Midnight Suns. It's the same actress from the show. Okay. See, see, I didn't know anything about that character, um, but I love the staff. It grants wishes, but never the same wish yeah, twice. The staff of one. Nico Minaru is one of the best mystical characters in all of Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Runaways overall, but Nico, I do like a lot. Okay. Yeah. N- N- Runaways doesn't seem like my vibe, but um... Runaways brought her into marvel and when runaways ended she started being in other things so the greatest gift it provided was nico minaro ah, as a character i got you she's a card in uh, marvel snap too yeah um all right well let's talk about this this first trailer here um ricky stanicki <laughs> yeah so this is zach efron john cena uh the plot is when three childhood best friends pull a prank that goes wrong they invent the imaginary ricky stanicki to get them out of trouble 20 years later, they still use the non-existent Ricky as a handy alibi for their immature behavior. So this is a comedy with Zac Efron, John Cena. I like uh, Zac Efron. I love John Cena. Uh, William H. Macy's in it from Fargo. I don't know. It might be because I had a very, very difficult week at work, but I didn't laugh at this at all. I didn't laugh. I only laughed one time with the, the cupping the balls joke. Oh, yeah. Um, I did laugh at that, but yeah, I mean, it's it looks like it could be funny, but it also it looks like it kind of could kind of be stressful. Um, <laughs> it definitely is one of those. Yeah, like one of those old Ben Stiller movies. Yes, yes, just stressful. Yeah, exactly. That's that is how I felt watching it. Yeah, so I probably will miss this, um, but I'm sure there's some funny bits in it. Uh, I will tell you that the the movie poster does answer a question where someone took a picture of John Cena getting out of a car wearing uh, like a skirt and like stockings and high heels. And they're mm-hmm. like, what is he up to? But it's from the poster of this, so clearly it was during the filming of this movie. Ah, interesting. So a question that people had now answered. Yep. Okay. So not for me, Rick- uh, but John Cena is very funny. Yep. Next up we have a trailer for Constellation. Yeah, this stars Nomi Rapace. And the plot is Joe returns to Earth after disaster in space and discovers that there are missing pieces in her life. So she sets out to expose the truth about the hidden secrets of space travel and recover what she has lost. This is like a Mandela Effect reality slipping movie. Yeah, definitely Mandela Effect. Or seemingly. Yeah. Um, Starring Nomi Rapace and Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad and James Darcy, who is uh, Jarvis on Agent Carter. Uh, and also in Master and Commander, the best movie of all time. I thought this looked Na- pretty Na- good. Naomi is, uh, she, she's, um, what What did she play? Prometheus. Is she something in Marvel? Prometheus, that's it. Yeah. She's, Prometheus. She's a Swedish actor. She's in Prometheus. That's it. And I think the girl with the dragon tattoo. 
Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man, that scene with the birthing chamber in uh, Prometheus. Oof. Prometheus is one of the only movies that I wanted to walk out of. I don't walk out of movies, but I wanted to walk out of Prometheus because I was so bored and mad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is this is this uh, Apple TV? Is that what this is? Yeah. Um, when I get Apple TV again later, I might check this out. But I canceled yeah, I it, it now. So. so. Bye. Bye. So maybe, so maybe we'll we'll check this out. Maybe I'll check it out first because I'll I'll still have it. Yeah, we'll see. And I'll let you know. We'll get back okay. to you. We'll get back to you. We have a second trailer here for Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. This is looking a lot, a lot cooler than yes. Afterlife was, and I have yeah. nothing against Afterlife. I liked Afterlife. Yeah, me too. I'm, but this looks better to me. They, um, I wonder if those original guys like saw, uh afterlife and we're like okay this is good you know like we'll, we'll do another one. We'll, we're we're in for the second one you want to make another one kid we're in we like what you did that you think you think that's kind of what happened i do uh because i know dan Aykroyd is super precious about it mm-hmm. so yeah. he probably because he's in it and mm-hmm. but the real thing is 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 getting bill murray to come back uh right that's interesting i wonder it's a if, tall order yeah so because he was never super into the original doing the originals um yeah but i don't know i just think it looks really good uh they based a lot of the the monsters on the the animated the real ghostbusters animated series yeah yeah um which i like that uh just does too i think it was really smart i'm not see i'm not precious about the animated series i know a lot of people loved it I had the <clears throat> like my buddy zach has like all the you know the figures and stuff and he loved it yeah um and then there's you know the, the Kenner backpack and all that kind of stuff. Um, I so I'm not precious about it, but um, I think it's a really smart move yes. on their part. Also, the best part of the trailer was Janine in the uniform, and then Bill Murray was like, "Melnuts in uniform, let's go." I loved it. Yeah, love it. What do you want? Yeah, Ghostbusters. What do you want? Anyway, really excited about this. I think it looks better than Afterlife. Which is yeah. still good. And Nick, I'm afraid you're gonna die. <laughs> That's a, yeah, at least I have uh, Janine to break my fall. So really excited about this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we have something. Uh, oh, a prequel. Yep. It's called A Quiet Place Day One. A Quiet Place. Have a higher than it. I saw the first Quiet Place in theaters in Illinois, uh, where people are less rude in theaters than in Wisconsin. So. Uh, it actually remained quiet, and I was able to enjoy it. Huh. Uh, I think I watched it on a plane. Yeah, I never saw the sequel though. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't I'm think w- this needed to be a franchise. I don't. I think it's so popular that that's why they did it. Um, yeah, I don't think it did either. But I will say I'm definitely more interested in this prequel than the sequel, because to me the first days of a major event like this are always the most interesting. Yeah. Because because you have humans dealing with a very abrupt huge change. And so you can put yourself in that situation and say like gosh, what would I do um if this change happened to me? And I think the most fun thing about this and like 28 days later and and then you know the upcoming civil war is sort of putting yourself into that scenario. Because it gets your creative juices flowing, and it's just fun. It's a fun thought experiment. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited about this. If I if the apocalypse happened, I would simply pass away. 
That's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> like, what are y'all talking about zombie strategies and survival? If the apocalypse happened, I would simply pass away. Best meme. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I should probably watch the second one. Yeah, at some point. Maybe I'll watch it on a plane. Like the first one. Perhaps you will. Maybe I will. Try me. Um, okay, so then we have a trailer for House of Ninjas. The plot is the Tawara family, the last ninja clan. It has abandoned its roots after an incident in the past, but now the family must take on the greatest crisis in Japanese history, one that threatens to shake the nation to its core. And this is what the Snake Eyes movie should have been. Yeah, I agree with that. When you wrote that on here, I was like, oh, that makes complete sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is Japanese made too, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's all in Japanese. So I'm very interested in this. Um, you have a couple of these like really well thought out things coming out of um, South Korea and Japan uh-huh. lately. And I think they're having a bit of a renaissance, if I'm being honest. Um, so I'm very interested. I'm going to check this out. Me it's too. on Netflix. Agreed. I don't have Netflix, but next time I have Netflix, I want to watch this. Because ninjas are cool. Ninjas are cool. I just, I really don't want it to be corny, though, because, like, you sort of get into that cowboys territory. Like, if it's, like, imagine cowboys, you know, um, fighting crime in the streets. You I know, still think like, that's the worst uh, simile, or what is it, a simile? Comparison. comparison. I think that's the worst comparison of all time because cowboys <laughs> have a direct correlation with samurais in this kind of media. So it is not like that at all. Also... Uh, that happens constantly with cowboys, and it even happens in Japanese things with cowboys, like Cowboy Bebop or Firefly, and these things are great. So it Touché, is it's Nick. a bad comparison. Touche. I like the I like that you're shooting this down. Yeah, it's not a good comparison. I and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I think that is a kind of a thing that white people say and then look around to make sure an Asian person heard them say it so that they look culturally sensitive. <laughs> I will admit this I probably read white people saying this on Reddit when um see was it season 3 of uh Daredevil with the ninjas? Uh season 2 had the hand primarily. Okay, the hand, yeah yeah yeah. So they they're like imagine imagine uh cowboys running around the streets of Tokyo. That's what this is. Yes. And I was like, oh, I don't it's know. not though because cowboys correlate to samurais and they do that constantly. The Magnificent 7 and all the la- the seven samurai direct correlation yeah. there yeah uh, and we do this and it's called firefly and it's awesome there is firefly don't forget about it. don't sleep on firefly yeah, sci-fi man. cowboys there's nothing wrong with with crossing these type of cool characters and, and just saying that to, so, so that some asian people think you're culturally sensitive i know what you're up yeah. to white people on Reddit. <laughs> i do like space cowboys yeah. i do like sci-fi cowboys and i like um i like like droids wearing the um the man with no name, like the yes. poncho. Droids wearing jacket is awesome. And droids wearing jackets and ponchos and hats, yes. I love. Yeah, it's awesome. And so are ninjas, you know what? and Nick, so is the hand. Nick, I, I feel the same way about droids and ponchos and hats the way I do about me wearing capes and, like, high collars. I love high collars and capes. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just, they, they look cool. Like, remember, do you remember the trailer? This is trailer talk. Yeah. Welcome welcome to trailer talk. Do you remember when we first saw the trailer to Rogue One yes. and they had the image of um, Krennic, the image of Krennic standing in that circle with the light on him and like he's like he's got his hands like crossed in front of him and he's got the cape on with the collar. I'm just like, I saw that. I was like, I'm going to make that costume and and I my and I did with my my buddy um, Roger. It's one of the most iconic shots in any trailer I've ever seen. Krennic is, in my opinion, the best 
designed imperial costume of anyone. He looks the best. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he's flanked on the beach by all the death troopers. It's one of the best shots in all of Star Wars. Oh, man. So iconic. So cool. Um, it's going to age well, too. I'll tell you that. Yes. It will age well. Uh, there's that, that Star Wars game coming out, the Outlaws or whatever. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, but yeah. That primarily features a repurposed Clone Wars assassin droid who wears like a duster. I, I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. So cool. We love robots and, and, cl- and human clones. <laughs> we love robots. We love clones. We love ninjas. We do. We do. This is a very sci-fi podcast. Okay. Uh, so House of Ninjas, we will be watching that. Um, next one is Knuckles. We will probably miss this because it's made for kids, um, but it's basically Sonic 3, but it's featuring Knuckles. Uh, no Robotnik in this. No. Uh, this is a series on Paramount+. Series. Plus. A six-episode series. Yeah. It's Knuckles... Uh, teaching deputy wade whipple the techniques of the echidna warrior and wade whipple is played by adam pally who people may remember from iron man 3 where he had a really bad tattoo of tony stark and also he's one of the two scout troopers in the mandalorian uh him and jason sudeikis that's right uh were the ones that took grogu that's right and i don't know what else he's in yeah, Idris Elba does the voice of Knuckles. He does. I haven't seen Sonic Two yet. I, I want to see it. Uh, I'm told it's good by people who who care. I probably I wouldn't watch this unless someone told me it was good and I should watch it. In that case, I might because it's only six episodes. Or if I really like Sonic Two, I might watch it. I saw my boy was watching Sonic Two and I saw part of it. It's very kiddie. Like it's very much made for kids under ten. Hmm. Well, so, I still want to check it out. I think. I mean, maybe. But here's what I will say about this series. The CGI in this is identical to the movie. Like, they didn't skim on any of that. Like, it looks just like the movies look. Also, the part where he was going to make the dog fight the mailman was very funny. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So, Knuckles coming out on Paramount Plus. Yes. For for all you children. Uh, Next up, we have a trailer for the completely made-up Adventures of Dick Turpin. Turpin. Turpin, yeah. Turnpin. There was a British show in the late 70s or 80s that was called Dick Turpin. Oh, okay. Um, This is Noel Fielding, who's one of my favorite British comedians. There's a girl in this trailer that kind of looks like Diane Morgan, who is Philomena Kunk. And I can't figure out if she's actually in it because it cuts past her so fast. Oh, I I didn't even catch that. Yeah. The the ca- I like I couldn't concentrate on it because the cast is so British looking. Oh yeah, it's no feeling like, even the, the British person in the world. Oh my gosh, even the black people looked like British black people. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I was it's, just like this, true. <laughs> this is the most British looking cast I've ever seen. Um, it looks like it, it could be pretty funny though. Noel Fielding, even if the thing he's in isn't very good, Noel Fielding is good. Like he's always funny. The, the the lighting that they do, this like yellow lighting in the taverns, um, it looks like a painting. Like if you go back and watch the tavern scenes where like the like where she gives him the peppermint tea, like it looks like a painting. It does. Um actually a lot of this, now that I'm like kind of looking through this again, it's it's shot very beautifully. This is this is Diane Morgan in this movie. Oh, it is Diane Morgan. Yeah. So Philomena Kunk is in it. Philomena Kunk. So there, two wh- of the funniest British people that live on the earth are in this movie. So it's probably good. What? Um, or season? What? What is she? The girl in the red? No, no, no. Wh- wh- where am I? I'm missing it. Tell me the minute number. So, in our, so the audience, the people listening, the listeners, um, can 
she's the, she's the girl in it. She's in a lot of shots in the trailer. In the red? Yeah. Well, she's got a gun at and at the 21 second mark. She shoots the thing. The Renaissance or single ladies by Beyonce. <laughs> Yeah, she's the the most the shot that made me realize it was her is in the forty seconds mark on the trailer. Yeah, but I confirmed to it me on, that it, on Wikipedia. It doesn't even look like her though to me. Well, it looks like enough like her that I was able to figure it out without any help from the internet. Wow, look at you! But yeah. look at you, Noel Fielding, hilarious, and uh, Diane Morgan also hilarious. So I actually want to watch this. Uh, what's it coming out soon? That's the question. Is it? It doesn't say. Tubi. Tubi. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, let me say this. I've been watching Miami Vice on Tubi, and it is painless. I I will like the the commercial breaks are like 20 f- seconds long or whatever. Yeah. And you just mute it, and it's completely painless. And there's not that many of them. So you know what? I'm Tubi. I was wrong about you. If I besmirched you in the past, Tubi and made jokes about you, I was wrong for that. <laughs> To be accepts your apology. Thanks. But yeah, well, maybe it'll be on BritBox. I got that from my mom, so now I have BritBox. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. My my mom has told me that I need to get BritBox. That she loves it. Yeah, I got it from my mom because she's obsessed with British murder shows. <laughs> That's fantastic. I wonder if my mom pays for it. If she doesn't, maybe I'll get her a subscription to it. Um, all right, let's talk about this next movie, um, Twisters. Yeah, uh, an um, update to the 1996 film Twister which centered on a pair of storm chasers who risked their lives in an attempt to test an experimental weather alert system. So this is a, a sequel to Twister called Twisters in the vein of Alien. So I can't wait for uh, Kern and Shipka to don the power loader and fight the Twister Queen, uh, which I <laughs> nice. assume will happen in this movie. Also, this movie has Kern and Shipka, Katie O'Brien, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and also Andor and the Mandalorian. And then Glenn Powell, who is in everything now, uh, from Top Gun Maverick and Anyone But You. And basically every every week there's a trailer with Glenn Powell in it. So I was watching this and I was like, people are going to hate him eventually if he keeps being in one movie per month. Because people get sick of people real fast nowadays. They sure do. Uh, David Cornsweat uh, is in this. Cornsweat? Yeah, he's he's playing Superman in James Gunn's Superman Legacy. Oh. That's the only thing I know about him. And uh, if, if there, yeah, twisters. If there's not somebody strapping themselves to a pipe with a belt, then I'm not into this. Like I'd rather just watch Twister from 1996. Yeah, <laughs> like that's got Bill Paxton. It's got Bill Paxton in it. Hey, have you ever um, you ever been in a tornado? Um, in one? No, I've seen them. I've been adjacent to. I've never been hit direct by one. Yeah. But um, if you look at videos on the internet of like 200 mile an hour winds, um. It's so violent and so fast that that scene in the original when they're like not getting, you know, they like strapped themselves to the thing, the debris would have killed them. Like they would have been like a toothpick can go right through you. Yeah. It, like tor- tornadoes put straws into tree trunks. Okay. They put records into tree trunks. You would die. Oh, I mean, I saw the movie and they didn't clearly so they didn't even get like scratched yeah so clearly you're wrong the movie is right the movie <laughs> got it right then uh twister 1996 is great uh i don't care about this so much this this movie had a huge budget by the way it's like a 200 million dollar budget or something crazy this one well it, 
yeah, this this new one had a huge budget. Mm. Huge. And I'm just wondering, like, is America gonna go, is, is America gonna bite? Are you gonna make this money back? Maybe there's I'm not gonna on, see I I don't think the Top Gun was as successful as it was because Glenn Powell was in it. No. I just wonder maybe Middle America will see this because it's like got cowboy hats and countrysides and and Middle America is constantly being swarmed by twisters. Yeah, when they come around here, we get hit by twisters a lot. Not me. Uh, we get like one every five months, and it's always in Dodge County. Oh, you, but you get flamingos at uh, on the lake. That is true. That is true. And that's due to weather. Yeah. Though you know, never heard of it weather. So, Twisters, um, we'll, we'll catch it on Max. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, I'll watch this at home. Yeah, we'll watch that at home. All right, next up we have The Fall Guy. Yeah, so the plot the of same this one. is Colt Seavers is a stuntman who left the business a year earlier to focus on both his physical and mental health. He's drafted back into service when the state or star of a mega-budget mega studio movie, which is being directed by his ex, goes missing. This is based on the TV show that starred Lee Majors, starring Ryan Gosling and emily blunt and because ryan gosling is in it i already like it yeah i will say this you know we saw the earlier trailer for this and we were we were kind of into it this this one really communicates that this movie knows exactly what it's doing and i think you know it's pretty self-aware and smart and uh, i think that'll make it good yeah plus it'll probably it's about a stunt man so i imagine it's gonna have a lot of great stunts yeah absolutely and we still wish we had that stunt category at the at the award shows, you know, best stunt team or best whatever. Yeah, best stunt coordination is the, uh, is yeah, the way to do it. it, I think. Yeah. So we will probably see The Fall Guy. I don't know that I'm going to see it in the theater, but uh, I'll watch it on Max. I'll probably see it in the theater because it's Ryan Gosling. Because it's Ryan Gosling, right? And he just he just loves that guy. I do. It's his favorite. Um, all right, something we are not going to see, neither of us, although I know a lot of people will see it. Yeah. It's Wicked, the wickedly talented... Wicked. The wickedly talented Adele Dezim. Uh Ooh. Yeah, so after two decades as one of the most beloved and enduring musicals on the stage, Wicked makes its long-awaited journey to the big screen as a spectacular generation-divining cinematic event this holiday season. There's a kind this- of musical that is very Broadway-y, Mm. and wicked is the most that <laughs> now <laughs> i like a musical that. sure i know you do but i don't like wicked i i find the soundtrack tremendously annoying it's got that that sort of stage shouty quality to the singing i don't like it i don't like wicked and uh i never have so i this is gonna go right by me yeah, it t- the wicked is like about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like the gestures and sounds that you're doing have purposely, per- like perfectly captured what I was trying to intone about the kind of musical that this is. It's the crazy kind with the really big gestures. Yeah, but it but it's not cool like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chicago's good. Chicago's good, right? So he- here's the thing. This is not the Oz that I want, okay? That that 2013 movie, I think it was in 2013, the Oz, the Great and Powerful with Weirdo Guy. Franco. F- Franco, um, you know, Osborne. Yeah. That was not the Oz I wanted. There is only one kind of Oz that I want, and it's not even the original Wizard of Oz. I don't even care for that movie. It is the Return to Oz 
that I want. I want you to make something that's like it, that has the vibes, the look, the feel, the everything, the practical effects, the weirdness, the, the kind of, you know, scare you as a little kid horror. I want Return to Oz. And I'll never get it until AI can make it for me, which one day I vow that I will have AI make me um, an Ozma of Oz movie, even though Return to Oz is kind of an amalgamation of several books. It's going to make me, in that style, an Ozma of Oz book, a movie, and I will enjoy it, okay? that's. Have you ever seen Return to Oz? Yes, it's, it's great. I love the vibe. I love the tone. It's one of Steph's favorite movies. And one of the funniest things about that is that when we were hiding in the corn in the apple trees waiting for Brendan to propose to Steph, uh, her mom was there with us, and she goes, "Oh, I got a text from from Steph," and she just went, "Oh, it's just about Return to Oz." <laughs> <laughs> um, my buddy Johnny uh, made a life size TikTok. Yep, the Royal Army of Oz. Yep. And it just is in his house, and it is like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah, Return to Oz is that perfect sort of '80s creepiness that I don't yep. think is replicatable. I don't think it is, Nick. I don't think people Re- can do it. I, I don't think people can physically do it because they can't make the movies look like that. Even if they shot on film, they probably couldn't make it look like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's not. Nobody has ever done it. Nobody has ever made an 80s looking movie and made it feel like 80s agreed it can't be done for whatever reason if you know one that that gets close and don't say stranger things it don't say stranger that things is wrong it, it does not feel like the 80s no, it, I, I i like it for what it is but it does not feel like it doesn't feel like big trouble in little china does it no man i love that you picked one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time just there doesn't you know doesn't feel like running man doesn't feel like Predator. Going through. I love these movies. I know. Yeah. I, I know. Um, so, you know, Flight of the Navigators. Like, try to make a movie that feels like Flight of the Navigators. The closest was kind of as a joke that Kung Fury, where Charlie yeah. made the arcade bot. Yeah. That did kind of, but even then it, the felt, closest. it felt like removed as like. Yeah. I think removed is the word, yeah. Nick. Yeah. So anyway, we will miss Wicked. Sorry if you're a Wicked fan out there. I know a lot of you, some of you, guarantee at least a few, at least, at least a few of you, guarantee <laughs> people listening to this love Wicked. There's some of oh, them. Oh yeah, and I'm and not saying it's bad, and neither is Ben. We are not saying it's bad. It's just <laughs> not the kind of musical that I like, and it's not the Oz that I want. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's what it is. Um, you can you can stop throwing your MP3 player. I I'm glad this exists for you. Oh, absolutely. I'm not mad that this yeah. is... Uh, although I do question if... Um, who who plays Glinda? Uh, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Has she ever acted in anything before? Has she... Does she know how to act? I don't... The only thing I know about her is the meme where or it has Lurtz from Lord of the Rings and the little girl says that he has the hair of Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> does she have eyebrows in this? Uh, I didn't notice. She looks kind of weird. I'm going to I'm going to click on it and and see if she has eyebrows. Elphaba, the other one, the green one, she was uh the girl who played Holly Gibney in The Outsider. Uh the Stephen King show that I thought was cool. Oh, I never 
I never saw that show. She was good in that, but that was not a singing role, so I don't know if she sings. Okay, so she does have eyebrows. Her her like her her color is all monotone. Like her hair is the same color as her skin. Yeah. Her eyebrows are almost the same color as her skin. So she just looks weird. Well, I famously dislike Wicked in this household. <laughs> All right. So um, next up, we have a new trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. We've talked about a couple of these trailers before, but this is a, yeah. probably the best look at it. Yeah. Uh, so. it's, it takes place many years after the original trailer or the original trilogy. Yeah. This is not Matt Reeves? It's uh, not Matt Reeves. It's directed by Wes Ball. Was produced by Matt Reeves, oh, okay. so it takes place well in the future of those other ones. So my my question is, can it hold up to the the strangely good Matt Reeves trilogy? That's uh that's the question. Um, I was I tell you what I was impressed with the facial animations in this. Yes, yes. For the monkeys, I believe they're using the same. Andy Andy Circus technology as the original three, uh, so it should mm. it makes sense. I just I really want to see it. Those other three are so good. Carrie Russell's in one of them. Is, is that right? Yeah, she was in the third one. I, it's been so long since I've seen them. I need to go back. Yeah, I don't own them. Like I should. I would buy like a a three pack on four K. On I'll have to check into that for like Black Friday when I get a lot of my Blu rays. Yeah, if it was like thirty bucks, I'd pick it That's up. That's what I'm saying. Like a like a box set for thirty bucks on Black Friday. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that. Yeah. So we're we're interested in this. Uh, are you gonna see this in the theater? Um. Yeah, I probably will. I need to. So I got rid of Movie Pass. I need to. Um. Once all these summer blockbuster stuff, maybe I'll get the uh, the AMC Stubbs A list or whatever it is. <laughs> have you? I we don't have AMC up here, which I. I really wish we did because I really want that stupid Dune popcorn bucket for the oh, joke. Oh, I know with the butthole. Yeah, yeah, I want it real bad. Yeah, I can't get one though. <laughs> we don't have AMC's. Oh man! Like I, I, I just I, want it at, for the joke. Like I want to have it sitting somewhere. Oh yeah, it's a display piece, yeah. bro. I wonder. I wonder how hard they they are to to get. Like you if just it's get them be... at AMC. Yeah, but like, what if everybody wants them? They probably do. They walk up to that to that food counter and they say show me that butthole <laughs> and they give them the the dune popcorn bucket <laughs> snl made a song about it oh did they yeah. really it was oh, pretty man, funny so we will keep you updated on our journey to get the dune popcorn bucket yep as we as we journey okay um we have another trailer for if and i just want to say this you made there's some office joke about it but i didn't catch the joke what's the joke from the office okay so this was the super bowl trailer and if you if you go to the one that I put in here, we, it starts off with Randall Park saying, Hi, I'm John Krasinski, director of If. Randall Park is not John Krasinski, but in an right. episode of The Office, one of the cold opens, Randall Park comes in and sits down at Jim's desk and starts doing stuff. And Dwight's like, Can I help you? What are you doing here? And he's just like, What? I'm very funny, Dwight. Haha. And he's just going back. And he's like, Who are you? And he's like, I'm Jim. And so Jim had his actor friend, who's played by Randall Park, come in and act like he was Jim the whole time to gaslight Dwight. And then the, they replaced the pictures on his desk, so it's like him and Pam and their kid, but it's Randall Park. And like Pam comes in and kisses him and sits at her, her desk. It's the best cold open of The Office ever. It's so funny. 
So then to have this trailer start with Randall Park being like, hi, I'm John Krasinski. I laughed very loud uh, when I saw this the first time. So uh, I don't have a lot to say more about If. Uh, I think it looks like a cute kids movie. But bringing back this office joke of Randall Park being John Krasinski is truly hilarious. That's fantastic. I must have missed that. I thought I have not seen every single episode of The Office, so I, it must have been one of the ones I missed. I'll send you just the cold open. It's worth watching. Yeah. It is definitely, I, in my opinion, it's the best joke in the entire series. Okay. Well, I definitely need to see it. Um, all right. So the next up, we have a trailer <laughs> for Sasquatch Sunset, and I was going, "What is that? What is that? What?" is this this is, this a, is one of the str- strangest things i've ever seen <laughs> the plot of this is a year in the life of a unique family it captures the daily life of the sasquatch with a level of detail and rigor that is simply unforgettable There's, this is a dialogue free movie it is about sasquatches in the woods it is direct is directed by the guy who directed kamiko the treasure hunter which is a really good movie which is based on the urban legend that uh, a japanese woman named kamiko died looking for the the missing uh, cash from Fargo because the beginning of Fargo says it's a true story and they lose the bag of money. So there is a, a, a urban legend because Fargo is not based on a true story. Saying it's a tr- based on a true story is part of the movie. Um, but there's a, like a, there was an urban legend that this woman died looking for the, the money. And so then they, these guys made a movie called Kamiko the Treasure Hunter, a really good movie. Uh, so now they're making this stupid Sasquatch movie. And it's produced by Ari Aster, who made Midsommar and Hereditary for A24. Wow. And it's Jesse like, Eisenberg yeah. plays one of these Sasquatches. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg and uh, um, uh, Riley, Riley Keogh, Keogh and uh, Nathan Zellner and Christoph Zajic Denik uh, are in this movie. I think this looks really funny and stupid, and I really want to watch it. It it opens with Sasquatch's bumping uglies. Yes, it's it's horrifying, but uh, I, I think that I need to see a movie like this. <laughs> you can watch this in that beaver movie with the, the beavers attacking. Yeah, hundreds the, of beavers. Hundreds of beavers, yeah. You can watch those too and then, <laughs> then report back. I will watch both of them. <laughs> okay this next thing we are both gonna watch we both hardcore want this buddy we finally got a trailer for x-men 97 yeah so Uh, this is great obviously x-men the animated series uh, one of the greatest things of all time yes this is just a direct continuation from the 1992 x-men animated series where it left off after season five yeah Yeah. Uh, a lot of the voice actors are the same a lot of them are new Oh really? Yeah, uh, I was looking. Jess was Jess had a list of who was returning and who was new. Uh, like George Buza is Beast. He was Beast in the original. And, oh great. Uh, Cal Dodd and is he, Wolverine. Oh, wait, who does? Is it Kelsey Graham that does the voice of Beast in the um, Marvels? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Cal Dodd Wolverine. He was originally yep. Wolverine. Yep. Uh, some people are like the the actress who was Jubilee uh, told them to hire an Asian actress to play Jubilee. So Holly Chow is playing Jubilee. Nice. I think Rogue is the same and Storm are the same. Okay. And then like uh, Cyclops is new and Jean Grey is Jennifer Hale and Gambit is new. Ross Marquand, who did like Red Skull in Endgame, is Professor X in this. So he's stepping in for that. But he's the best voice 
impersonator in the world. So, but yeah, everything about it, like, what is there to say? It's more X Men. It's great. Yeah, it looks it looks great. Um, you have Gambit uh, riding on the back of Wolverine as he runs into battle. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> let's, let's let's go. I was watching a Screen Crush uh, breakdown, and I I don't watch a lot of them anymore because I. They started to annoy me because I I think in the in the zeal to get clicks they rush through things and say a lot of stupid things that annoy me. But I was watching the trailer for this, and what one of the things they did was they took Morph, who is a character created for the animated series in 1992. Yep. And then in the comics, they fleshed out Morph later, like more, and and they gave him this sort of alien look. Uh, so Morph has the alien look in this show in the new one. Like he does in the comics, in the uh, it's not Age of Apocalypse. It might be Age of Apocalypse. He, Morph dies in season one of the animated show. Yeah, but he comes back later. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he comes back in like season four. Uh, he's like brainwashed and fighting them. But yeah, he's back in this. But he looks like he does in the comics. And on screen crest, Ryan Airy was talking about like how much he loves the comics and and the original show. And then he saw a picture of Morph and he said, "And here's Caliban." And I was like, "You fake! You just say you like this stuff to make content to get clicks." I got real annoyed. You know, they did a breakdown of the new Deadpool trailer, and they didn't even mention that the guy playing Pyro is the guy, the original guy that played Pyro in the X Men movies. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They don't know anything. It's- They're like, yeah, that, that looks like it looks like there's some. Um, they called him like prison, prisoner or, or henchman or something. And yeah. I was like, that's Pyro. That's like that's literally Pyro. From Pyro. The- yeah, I'm like, how did you miss that? Like, I think so. I think you're the rushing through. I think you're right. I've been having a rough time with those videos lately. But like I think I've said before, I, it annoys me that they change their opinions with the internet too. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, I love X Men. Uh, I actually think Wolverine in the X Men is the best animated X Men thing. So maybe they could b- make another season of that if they're going to make more seasons of this. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. This comes Dude, out I March wonder, March twentieth. Who, who did the voice of Wolverine in the uh, Marvel versus Capcom games? It was either was it Steve Blum because he's he's Wolverine most of the time now. It's got to be either it's got to be it's probably Steve Blum. Steve Blum is Wolverine in uh, Wolverine in X Men and yeah. in Midnight Suns. Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But not right now because we got to go to this next trailer, which is Godzilla X Kong, Godzilla X Kong. How did you pronounce it? Um, Godzilla featuring Kong. <laughs> Godzilla. I don't know. Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla and Kong, Kong. The new Empire. The new Empire. This is the second trailer. This is, um, you know, that last movie we thought, man, they really just like threw out the most wild ideas in the writer's room and said, okay, we'll go with that. They have done that again. This, they have done that again. Yes. This, this is, is the Showa era. This is the Showa era. And ever since you said that, Nick, it makes these a little more palatable to me because I'm like, okay, we're in that ridiculous era. Yeah. Um, so this has um, a a power gauntlet for yeah, a King Nintendo Kong, Power Glove, a Nintendo Power Glove yellow, or or, or um, Fallout the uh, oh yeah yeah what's the the power gauntlet in that and it's because that one's yellow. That's the one that I used um, primarily for weapon. Yeah, and there's like some sort of ice Godzilla or space Godzilla or something in this. I mean, it gets wild. Yes. Uh, it's just it's a good time to enjoy Godzilla because we're getting like top tier Oscar Godzilla movies from Japan like Shin Godzilla right. and Godzilla minus one which are t- I think the two best Godzilla movies that those in 1954 
Yeah. And then we're getting the shower nonsense from from the U.S. like legendary movies. Yeah. Like this is straight out of the seventies. Like this is like Godzilla versus Megalon nonsense levels here. It is. It is. So I'm here for all of it. Oh, I'm here for it. Like I'm gonna. I'll probably see this in the theater. You know, it's a spectacle. It's meant to be seen on a big screen. Absolutely. It's it's not meant to be taken seriously. This is stupid. No, minus one you take seriously. Right. And this is uh, Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah. Plus, then also there was Singular Point, which is like one of the best Godzilla things I've ever seen too. Yeah, Singular Point was fun. So Um, much good. A nice, a a creative take for sure. Mm -hmm. So. When is this? Is this a is this a May movie? This seems like also a May March, movie. March twenty ninth. Really? This that's before the summer blockbuster rush in May. Do you think that the bad guy monkey in this kind of looks like the primal rage monkey? Oh, absolutely, okay. it does. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what they, I was thinking. like. Those guys probably played that video game, and that was inspiration. And in, when they did concept drawings, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So I'll be seeing this in March. Uh, what's the other um so there's primal rage but what was that sega game b uh b uh there's a sega game where you turn into beasts i can't remember anything tonight what is i don't i didn't have a sega i don't know that's right you didn't have a sega what's the sega game where you turn into beasts altered beasts that's oh yeah we talked about that once before but that's not this um this is primal rage so anyway, okay, moving on to the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, so uh, this is Guy Ritchie movie. The British military recruits a small group of highly skilled soldiers to strike against Nazi forces behind enemy lines. This is a good old-fashioned Nazi killing team movie. Uh, we got Henry Cavill. We got Elsa Gonzalez. Uh, we got Babs. Alan Richardson. We got Babs. Babs Olusamokun. Uh, Carrie Elvis. Olusa, so Nick, this is this is what I thought that Inglorious Bastards was going to be, uh-huh. and it definitely was not. No, and it was I didn't too like Tarantino-y. Yeah, and it, so I didn't like it because I don't like Tarantino. Yeah. Um, this I'm into. This looks like what I wanted, and I think it's going to deliver. Agreed. I think the, when I clicked on this, I was like, eh. it's like I haven't liked a couple of the more recent Guy Ritchie movies, but then I, I watched this and I was like, oh, this looks fun and good. What's confusing is Guy Ritchie is doing that the the show The Gentleman, yeah, and then he's also doing this The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It's a bunch of gentleman stuff. Yeah, well, he also made the movie The Gentleman, right? Uh, which I I didn't I wasn't really interested in that, so that's why I was like not excited to click on this one. But then I saw this sure. one, I was like, this feels more like Guy Ritchie to me. Yeah, this this feels great. It's got Babs in it. Yeah. We like Babs because we like Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We love it. We love it. We love uh, We loves it. Dr. Mbenga. Mbenga. So I will watch this. This is is this a movie coming out on the theaters? Yeah, this the comes theaters? out uh April nineteenth. That's right. And That's right. I think I saw Eddie Marsden in there who is in like mo- almost every one of Guy Ritchie's movies. Mm. But I don't see him in nope. the cast list, but I'm pretty sure I saw him in the tra- in the trailer. Mm. So, but anyway, it's gonna be looks like it's fun and good. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, also fun and good. We're ending on a sweet note here, ladies and gentlemen. We have a trailer for Deadpool three, but the the actual title is Deadpool and Wolverine. Deadpool and Wolverine. So we what we originally thought was, hey, this has got a little bit of Wolverine in it. I guess it's got a lot of it. Yeah, it's it's a buddy movie, team up movie the whole time. TVA featured heavily in in the trailer. Yeah, that was crazy to me. So real excited about that. Uh, makes it's it. It makes so much sense based on the way that Deadpool ended. 
is literally the best possible way to bring him into the MCU is the TVA because of what he was doing would attract the attention of the TVA. Yeah, and how um, meta is it that right when Disney has got this like quantity over quality problem and they've been putting out crap that they now have this Deadpool thing which they can do whatever they want and change this universe however they want with this movie, this this fourth wall breaking movie. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is going to teach them the lesson that they can still make money with R-rated movies again uh, because Deadpool and Wolverine work best in an R-rated capacity as evidenced by the very successful Deadpool movies and Logan, which in my opinion is the best X-Men movie. We got some dude from uh, Succession in here in the TVA and... There's these little shots of Deadpool fighting people in what looks like the area from Age of Ultron at the beginning where they're fighting outside that Hydra castle. And then there's like places that could be the void at the end of time. Yeah. And we got Pyro and from X2 and probably going to be a bunch of other stuff. I think that this is the thing that's going to really bring into focus the X-Men part universe of the MCU that this is a universe here and that at the end of secret wars uh everything will become one timeline which is what happens in the secret wars comic and then it resets and they'll be together so this is where they're going so the mutant saga will happen after secret wars because of the new timeline the new sacred timeline which happens because of battle world and secret wars Hmm. oh i love i love this so much this trailer Will Deadpool start showing up in all movies similar to how Stan Lee did back in the past? I would be okay with it. Yeah, because he just like pops in, you know. Um, there's two things that, that stuck out in this trailer. He, when he like halfway falls out of a car and his arm breaks and he snaps it back into place, uh-huh. I went back and like replayed it a couple of times. It looks so real. I don't know how they did that special effect. Yeah, it looks good. Um, it's incredible. I noticed Shatterstar is alive at the beginning. Yeah. So it only showed him go back and save Peter at the end of Deadpool 2 in the credits. But I right. guess he saved more of the X-Force. I did also see a post where it was like, how, how is Peter and Shatterstar alive in, at the beginning of the Deadpool 3 trailer? And then someone else uh, was like, I, I'm beginning to think some people didn't stay for the credits scene. But what I thought was, why do you care enough to make a social media post, but you don't care enough to stay for the end credits scene? Do you just like to hear your own voice complain about things? Mm, got him. But yeah, dunked on him. Nick dunked on him. I think that this is is this is the only MCU movie this year. I think it's extremely important MCU movie. Yeah. Uh, I think with this it's a reset button. Yeah, this is a reset button. This and Fantastic Four are changing the conversation. Yep. Uh, I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, yeah, come on. I want it. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's so char- He's so charismatic, and in this role, he's charismatic. Oh, and also, so, there's a little shot of Patch in Madripoor, which is yes. one of my favorite comic Wolverine things. Yes, absolutely. I love the way he catches those uh, magazines in his pistol, and the way that he puts the... The way that he racks the bullets into, like, by just crossing the guns on his chest, that was, like, so cool, man. Yeah, it's great. Like, the action's great, and the stunt coordination's great. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is great. Uh, there's going to be really good Hot Toys figures that I'm going to buy. Sure. Just really looking forward to it. Also, love the TVA. Yeah, I love that uh, we're bringing in some of that. So, 
fun 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 can't wait yep um and then uh, so that's all the, the new new trailers that we have and then we do have one patron selects yeah so josh sent in uh another foreign animated trailer this one's called le college noir which means the dark uh college or the dark school le college, le college noir. noir le college noir and uh this is like a creepy kind of like almost anime because it's toei animation so that's a very famous anime studio. They did the X-Men yeah. uh, animated series was Toei. Ah, okay. But uh, it, it kind of, there's a, there's one anime and I don't know animes. So I can't tell you what it is, but some of the shots in this remind me of that anime. Um, mm. I don't know what it is and I don't know how to know. Sure. Wait, to me, it reminded me a little bit of the Scott Pilgrim look. Um and it's it's probably better than the recent Scott Pilgrim that came out on Netflix. Probably, honestly. Um, also, this trailer was in French, and it I couldn't get it to say words in English, so no, I have I, no I, idea it, what it it's not. about. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I couldn't get it. But there's no no subtitle. There appears to be a bunch of kids versus some sort of scary witch bog hag. Yeah. And I like the aesthetic of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I would I, watch I, I, this. She a Baba Ganoush? What is it? A Baba Yaga? Yeah. Baba Ganoush Yaga? Yeah, some sort of swamp hag. The Baba Ganoush Swamp Hag? That's the title, right? The Baba Ganoush Swamp Hag. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, this looks fun. looks cool. It's creepy in a, a good way. I like yeah. it. Uh, I would watch this. Yeah, I would, I would watch Josh it. Josh always providing it, these awesome animated things from elsewhere. Yeah. He's found he's found his niche right in, right? Yep. Uh, some of you other people wrote in. Yeah. Uh, and you answered the trailer mailer or the uh, questions times questions from last week. Yeah, we asked what your best picture of 2023 was. Uh, Charlie wrote in and said Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And so good. That was a great movie, but also I forgot that was in 2023 because it feels too. like it was five years ago. Oh, my gosh. I was like, it, it's got to be at least 2022 or 2021, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what did Bridget say? Bridget said, I only watched Barbie and The Boy and the Heron last year. And while I loved Barbie, I'm going to have to go with The Boy and the Heron because I'm still processing it. Both movies made me cry, though. I think Boy and the Heron is going to win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. Yeah, I think you're, you're probably right. Uh, Kevin agreed with me with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which he told me verbally while we were walking dogs. He's like, I didn't see a lot of movies this year, but he's he agreed. I, don't I don't feel like I saw a lot either. Yeah. Well, if you agree, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, or you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers or just trailerblazerspodcast.com, where you tend to get like one episode, one bonus episode a month. You can also call us and leave us a voice a voicemail at hit it tifa eight or four four eight four eight eight four three two eight. And you can re- rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is a, still a great way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Let me. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You live that fire star right now, liar. I'm going to make an animated series about <clears throat> about Quick Mickey team. We're going to put together a team. It's going to be animated. We're going to make three seasons. And they're going to be so good. And then we're going to stop. And then we're going to leave people wanting more. Because when you're just creating content, you got to leave them. Want it more, and then we wait like twenty years, see, and we live off the money, 
from the first three seasons. But then we start getting a little creative juices wanting to flow. And we, we continue on the show about Quick Mickey team, the Quick Mickey's. I don't. I haven't thought about the name for the team. Maybe you can come up with something good. But <clears throat> we we could do like a season four, twenty years down the line, and people chomp, still chomping at the bit for it because they got nostalgia. And let me just tell you this, Billy. This is gonna be the tip. Little, if you wanna, if you wanna capture some almost guaranteed money, Billy, predicate on people's nostalgia. That's the up. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I uh, am having just another Sasquatch sunset with my friend Don Henley. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and this is the kingdom of the rise of the planet of the Ben Moon. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> Yeah, it t- Armageddon is like I bought a da 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 da, how did die? Hey, how did die? How did die? You know, it's like. <laughs>